WFYI podcast brought to you by Bloomington, Indiana, an American college town offering food and drink, college sports, outdoor activities, live music, cool art, and good times daily. Everyone is welcome in Bloomington. More information at visitbloomington.com. It's time to hear what's good, what's bad, and what's ugly at the cinemas and on DVD. Get ready for Wait for it. Film Sociology with WFYI's film guru. Kaiser Shizzy! No, that's Matthew Sosie. It's such a fine line between stupid and clever. Yes. Let's find out how thin the line is. Here's your host, Matthew Sosie. Donnie, you're out of your element. I, uh, I, I wish we could afford having an artist in residence. That's great. Welcome to Film Sociology, a film talk show here on WFYI HD to the point and WFYI.org. If you have a question or a comment, you can email me at msoci at WFYI.org. Also on Facebook, also on the Twitter, at Matthew Sosi. This show is available as, as a podcast. It's also available on iTunes. We also have a blog, which uh, took Thanksgiving break off. But you can still read it at... <laughs> the blog's not here It's, today, it's with its are. parents. <laughs> it's with its parents for it's a couple... for the weekend. Yeah. Yep. It's going to hang out with their friends, JoJo, Essay, and Sandwich. Yep. And uh, you can you can read the blog still, though. Yeah, at uh, filmsociology.tumblr.com. The gentleman providing uh, the superior version of Hotel California. That's right. That would be Kobe Slagle. Hello. And... Uh, Third time's a charm. Well, second and the first time were as well. Woo! And uh, <laughs> returning once again is and, and part of her uh, her farewell to Indiana tour. Oh. oh. But we have technology, which we'll explain in a little bit. I'm going to explain technology as a whole. Get ready. But uh, but no, we have. <laughs> it's going to be a lean show. <laughs> so, but but also a guest that has and and a substitute host who has not one but two intros. Ladies and gentlemen, Gina Wagner. We are sex bomb. One, two, three, four. We are sex bomb. One, two, three, four. We are sex bomb, and we're here to make you think about death and get sad and stuff. We are sex bomb. We are here to make money and sell out and stuff. One, two, three, four. Kim. We are sex bomb, and we are here to watch Scott Pilgrim kick your teeth in. One, two, three, four. Especially Matthew Sosi. I'm going to be putting down my Xbox and my energy drinks to review a mature movie. And the other intro. Love that. Soft kitty, warm <laughs> kitty, little ball of fur. Happy kitty, sleepy kitty, purr, purr, purr. Welcome, Gina. Hi. <laughs> For all your soft kitty needs. You yes, can you to can go to hauntedflower.com. I've been trying to make money and sell out all day. And stuff. And stuff, because it's Black Friday, so you should shop online oh, instead guys, of with other people. Did you guys? <laughs> with other people. Now, this is this is shopping that does not require stepping on old people and knocking them through the floor. Or smelling them. Or uh, urinating while in line. I saw that picture on Facebook. Oh, really? Was oh, somebody marking their territory? Afraid so. Afraid Whoa. So. Did yeah. you guys have they any They must have Friday seen deals? Life of Pi. What? Do you oh. have any Black Friday deals? I think we have a deal right now where if you buy four items, you can get an Angry Bird shirt for free. Okay. I don't wow. play Angry Birds. But... And some stuff is kind of on sale. You just have to go and look. But <laughs> it's always a good time to visit Haunted Flower. It's always, always a good time. Always, always. There's Big Lebowski shirts there and stuff. And yeah. Soft Kitty. And stuff. <laughs> and moving up to the adult table as if somebody from the adult <laughs> table died. Dan's hanging out. It's, yep. Great uncle, great, <laughs> great uncle Maury passed, so uh, there's there's a, there's a space. 
So I was. This really I, is Thanksgiving week, isn't it? It is Thanksgiving week. And, <laughs> and by the way, I I want to say um, I had a great Thanksgiving. I had a fun time. Uh, but I want to say I am thankful for, among other things, uh, the family and the work and the work that I love to do and the shenanigans that I get to pass off as work. Uh, but also, I have a producer and an engineer who is willing to come in on a day off. Indeed, this is technically a day off, except for those who work on air. Because someone has to be here, but uh, but he is in, and also guests that are willing to come in, especially on a busy Black Friday. But you're you're not having people knock each other over coming to your house. Well, we're thankful to be here. We appreciate it. <laughs> All right, good holiday, but good Thanksgiving for everybody. Yep, better than the Eli Roth movie trailer. Really low key for really us. Really low key. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you later. Okay. So it was his mock trailer. I'll tell you now. It was Eli Roth's <laughs> mock trailer in uh, Grindhouse. Oh. You never saw Grindhouse? No, I didn't see that. I saw that one. That I remember that one. That was probably the best one. of a lot. Oh, so, Thanksgiving. Quite, quite good. Because mm. it makes fun of horror movies from that were named after holidays. Mm. Watch out for Thanksgiving. 70s and 80s. Different time. Different time. All right. Eli Roth did Hostel. Therefore, yes, I did. don't have any interest in... I, I totally understand because I, I sat through both of those films and really don't want to ever again. Mm-hmm. Ever. Unsettling. So. Yep. And I would never make you watch that on a bet. Good. Watch. Oh, wait a minute. Because it would corrupt you. I, I, I stole you mind. a Pam Greer movie, don't I? Oh, wait. No. Or did you give me one? Well, you gave you, me a you, movie. You said you, you gave watched... me the steak. Yeah, I gave you the steak as part of this. I'm sorry. Fantasy football talk has been... <laughs> Film time preempted for fantasy in. football catching up. But uh, no, I, I uh, you had the steak. Yep. And you prepared it quite nice. And Fair Sweet Bianca is the mayor of Flavortown, apparently. Yep. Um, Whoa. That's what she declared. Well, the steak, <laughs> not herself. Um, this is but, getting weird. But no, you watched Bucktown, but I thought I had already given you Bucktown. So you, yeah, I, you already gave me Bucktown. So I still need to bring you a Pam Greer movie you have not seen. Oh, yeah. So I was working. And, and of course, we're still in the battle over Kobe's cinematic soul. Mm-hmm. So we'll continue that. Yes. All right. Okay. All right. Opening Pressing on. And, and so it's, it is... Thanksgiving weekend and and the holiday shopping season has started, but you also need a break. And there's some movies you can go take uh, take a look at when give yourself a rest when you're not knocking over old people or going into HunterFlower.com to do your safe shopping. But uh, also opening uh, a film starring well one of your other uh, unofficial duties here, Gina. You're the uh, Bradley Cooper correspondent. Yes, but I failed in my duty this you, week. You, I didn't see this film. But it opens, so it's out there. That's Silver Linings Playbook with uh, Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence, Robert De Niro, Jackie Weaver. Hearing good things about Chris Tucker, and it's Whoa. <laughs> it's directed. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Um, it's directed by David O. Russell, who gave us uh, I Heart Huckabees and Flirting with Disaster and The Fighter. So that is also out there. But, uh, but I want to start with, and this is a film we got to watch, Mrs. Sosie and I got to watch last night. Um, last show. It's one of those 1030 screenings, but we went mm. anyway. But it's it's Life of Pi. And it's the film from Ang Lee. And... Again, I've, I've, I've had to say this before in the last few weeks where the, the advertising is a little deceptive. And because, first off, the kids' film correspondent, we asked, we asked Emma if she wanted to go see Life of Pi, and she's just kind of, eh, kind of like cheesecake. Kobe just, eh. But uh, that's a room reference. And uh, but she referred to it as the man stuck in the boat with a tiger movie. I'm like, well, it's, it's more than that. But I think that's all you see. That's what I do call but it. wouldn't you want to see a movie based on that alone? Because that that's what drew me in. I didn't read the alone, book. That alone. I've not read. I've not read the book either because this is not book sociology. It's film sociology. We don't read books. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I, I don't. Books are hard. They books have words. Are hard. And math is hard, according yeah. to Scholastic Barbie. No, that's an old toy <laughs> reference. But uh, in this one, we have a young man who is. Uh, looking for his spiritual identity he uh, early on prior to the big payoff which is the the boat and the tiger is he's he's studying different religions he's trying to find his path he's trying to find his own identity and then oh about a third of the way through the film there is a uh, there is a massive uh, they're going to move from india to canada and on the boat ride over there is a massive, massive tidal wa- uh, wave storm, and well, the boat sinks, and the kid, his dad, runs a zoo. So there are zoo animals in the ship, 
this is how the tiger gets stuck in the middle of the ocean on a boat. And the tiger's name is Richard Parker. And why is it named Richard Parker? Because there was a mix-up. This tiger's name was supposed to be named Thirsty, but when they switched the paperwork to get the tiger to the zoo, the guy who found the tiger and the tiger's name got switched, so they had to call him Richard Parker. Don't you hate when that happens? Terrible. It is terrible. I thought it made him sound really classy. Because he had... You feel like you can have a really intelligent conversation with Richard Parker. Yeah, but you never call him Richard. His friends don't even call him Richard. No, you call him Richard Parker, first and last. Especially when it's a tiger and you're on the boat with him. You have to be respectful or he'll eat you. That's right. Yeah. Do bad things to you. Yeah. So, and then we get to the big payoff, which is, yes, this man, this young man that's stuck on a on a boat and other items that he's making float. Uh, and how do you survive being shipwrecked on a lifeboat with a tiger? Does it become castaway only instead of a volleyball, a tiger? Kinda, kinda, but but it's 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 more than that. Um, and I think I think that... I don't think the volleyball was gonna eat him. No, <laughs> but there there are there are moments as I was watching this that it did. Yeah, you will get some flashbacks maybe with uh, castaway. For me, a little bit of 127 hours, and I think it's the isolation and the feeling of being trapped. The old man and the sea, mm, a, a book I have read. Yes, thank you. Me too. Oh, good. Um, and for me, and I don't want to give away too much, but near the end, um, the uh, the man who shot Liberty Valance, and what what I will say about that, and it's a it's the question of what is true and what is legend, and I'll, I'll, I I will leave it at that. There is this is this is all told in flashback, and usually that premise kind of bugs me. Is that um, for instance, like Saving Private Ryan, where at the very beginning you have an old person, and then they and then they drift, and the extreme close-up of the eyes come, and then they turn into a younger version of themselves. Even though the old man in Saving Private Ryan is not Tom Hanks, he winds up being Matt Damon. I'm sorry, am I ranting about that movie again? All right, let's move back to Life of Pi. <laughs> but but it it is it is surviving. And it's not only surviving for himself, but also surviving with the tiger, who's actually keeping him alive as well in his own way. It's shot in 3D, and it's probably the best 3D film of the year. Did you see far. it in 3D? I did see it. We did see it in 3D. I saw it in a theater in Richmond, not the biggest 3D screen, which was a little bit of a bummer. But once you get caught into the story, um, it. But you, it, it was it was well used. I would say like Avatar use as for as far as atmosphere and scope, as opposed to you know gotcha moves and things oh, yeah. flying at you um and so i would say it's worth checking out in 3d and there's also the fact that because this is being told in this is being told in flashbacks it, the look has and i, I guess uh, I'm, I'm borrowing a line that was used in fresh air it's a combination of it looks really fake but it also is computer generated very very nicely including the tiger himself um, it doesn't look like it's shot. I mean, you know it's it's on a set, but you know it's not. It doesn't look like the uh, the tank that they filmed the Perfect Storm in, places <laughs> like that. So uh, I was I was really really impressed with this. I really like the spiritual journey that this young man goes through. And yeah, some good rapport between a young man and computer generated tiger. So. That's, Which you don't get to see that every. You don't day. get to see that very often. So uh, you know there was there was you know interaction between Liam Neeson and some wolves and uh, another woodland creature. I don't think they had as much chemistry in the gray as they do here in uh, in Life of Pi. Yes, 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 yes. Now you said. The trailers for this are a little bit misleading, which when I see the trailers for this and have been seeing. The and they also use rock music, which you don't hear any of in this film. Oh, no, you don't hear Paradise. Mm. That's dumb. That's what um, Joe Shearer says. <laughs> but from from looking at the trailers for the past few months, it appears to be, oh, it's going to be a nice story about a boy on a boat with a tiger. Much more than that. Much, much more than that. And I, I think because the talk about religion and this, this kid's spiritual path, that might turn some folks off. They might think it's, uh, you know, when you think spiritual movies, you think, a lot of people think of you know Kirk Cameron and and those god awful pictures. This is not the case, mm. not at all. So, Gina, your your uh, your five cents on this? Wow, I'm cheap. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not, because actually the term is two cents, and I just doubled and halved it. Yeah, you were upgraded. Whoa, okay, okay, that's wow. better. Well, 
I was sold from the second I heard there's tiger in the movie. So I went to she's, see the movie for the tiger. Pro tiger. Yeah. I'm pro tiger. But you you weren't rooting for the tiger like you were rooting the wolves and the bears and the gray, right? Well, I certainly didn't want the tiger to die. Right. So yeah, I was kind of rooting for the tiger a little bit because I wanted him to make it. But to survive, not to eat the other. Well, yeah, one. I was hoping everyone could get along. So I do. was I was rooting for the relationship if there was to you know be one. Um, the movie is you know a really great story path. I just I loved the whole journey and it was visually stunning, even though you're looking at it and you're like, that's not real. No, um, did you see it in 3D or regular? No, I saw it in 2D because okay. 3D hurts my brain. Um, but I could see how cool it would be in 3D just mm -hmm. because of the way it was done. I even leaned over today and I'm like, wow, this would have been really cool in 3D. And I never like 3D movies because your brain hurts. Yeah, it, it just it just hurts. It gives me a headache. Okay. Um, but. This movie, it definitely would be worth it to see it that way because visually it's amazing. It's all told, you know, as a memory, so you can interpret it whatever way you want. It doesn't have to be realistic. And there were just so many moments where I was just literally ooing and eyeing in the theater. And there is an, an emotional. You, you mentioned Castaway. There, there is an emotional payoff between the two characters, which I don't want to give away. But when it when it happens, it's heartbreaking. But it, but it's you know, but it, it has to be. I'll just leave it at that. Um, it also helps that you have a 3D film directed by somebody who knows what they're doing, and that's Ang mm -hmm. Lee. I mean, this is the man that's given us Brokeback Mountain, Hulk, Sense and Sensibility, Love Caution, The Wedding Banquet. In fact, my favorite computer generator star, Ang Lee, used CGI in Sense and Sensibility. Really? For what part? More clouds. It needed to be cloudier. No, they needed it to be fluffier <laughs> oh, and lighter. Okay. So hmm. that's an example of using something for texture, for background, as opposed to you know, Sky Captain or Prometheus, where we're just creating a whole fake world. And, and I mean, it does that, and, and we see that in this. There's a lot of underwater footage that's pretty impressive, and also looking under the water as things are floating by and swimming by and flying by and... It's it's cool. It looks cool. And usually, when you say visually stunning, that's usually a critic euphemism for boring as hell. And and that is not the case with this picture. Oh no, it's exciting. So cool. Yeah. Well, well. The storms are out. awesome. Yeah, it's, they are intense. So and it's shorter than Titanic. Now you said you saw this last night at ten thirty. I saw this at ten thirty. Okay. And so I got home and got to sleep by about one thirty, and then I was on the air at uh, ten a.m. Oh. You're welcome. Okay. So this is really great because you stayed awake through the movie, so we know that it's attention-getting, because otherwise you probably would have passed right out. It w there, was, there were four other people in the theater, because it was 10.30 at night in a non-Indianapolis town on Thanksgiving. Everybody was shopping or watching some foosball. Or sleeping. Foosball? Foosball. And uh, <laughs> NBC was showing Thursday night foosball. <laughs> Here we are, BW3s in Noblesville. We got a uh, foosball action going on here. We got Jimmy and Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they got another round, and there's another pizza. Wow, <laughs> this is intense. We'll have to add that to only only a game foosball, foosball. section. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I would I would definitely say this is um yeah you would you I, if you get a chance to see it in 3D, do so. See it. And I would even say, yeah, so you can even see it at night, so it's worth paying the full, full price if you must. So, All right. Um, also opening in theaters yesterday, uh, Wednesday, I should say, uh, we saw this Wednesday night, the entire family, is a new animated feature called Rise of the Guardians. And uh, this features the voices of Chris Pine. Yes, Chris Pine got a voiceover gig for an animated feature. Oh, boy. I know you're excited. Uh, but you also have <laughs> Hugh Jackman, Jude Law, Alec Baldwin, Isla Fisher. And it's a story about Santa, although he's not called Santa. He has another nickname. But uh, Easter Bunny, Tooth Fairy, Sandman, and Chris Pine is the voice of Jack Frost, who is the uh, – we've seen this before in animated films. He's kind of the careless, happy-go-lucky uh, guy who's got some uh, magical powers because he's Jack Frost. He doesn't play by the rules. He's, yes, right. If, but if he was – you know what? If he was a cop, he'd get results. Yep. Yeah. Stupid chief. And uh, – and they wind up all teaming together to fight the Boogeyman, voiced by Jude Law, or which Emma, Emma pointed out, that's, that's the narrator from Lemony Snicket. Yeah. <laughs> Emma's got good ears. So 
so okay, so we've kind of seen this before, where we've seen characters uh, that we've grown up with, whether it's in mythology or storybooks, and and they're teaming together. And and this is another piece of deceptive advertising. It kind of makes it look like Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy are kind of like the Incredibles, and it's or they're you know they're action heroes and they're, yeah. they're the not, Avengers. Yeah, they're not. It's not quite of holidays and sleepy time. <laughs> And sleepy time tea. I see, yeah, he should be the most popular one then. That happens every night. Sleepy time. <laughs> um, but uh, it's not quite like that. There is there is kind of a cool story about kids and their dreams and what what they believe in and what they don't and overcoming your fears. Do our heroes face some hardships? They do face some hardships, especially <gasps> especially Jack Frost because he doesn't like to play by the rules. He doesn't even play by his own rules. No, no he, he doesn't. doesn't. <laughs> the only thing missing was the only thing missing was Jude Law saying to him saying to him, you know, you and I are a lot alike. You and I are the same. Actually, there is some variation on that. But uh <laughs> but so and it doesn't pander that much, and I'm always worried it'll be you know catchphrases and pop music, and it it does turn into a, an action hero movie, which it it doesn't for the most part. At least it doesn't to irritate. It doesn't irritate me, which is a, a quote you won't see in the ad campaign. Matthew Sosi <laughs> says, "Doesn't irritate me." <laughs> That's kind of like is that the equivalent of a. Uh, the scenes breathe and make you feel, or, or or my favorite, which I said about Hitch, not psychotic or retarded. <laughs> you won't see that in the campaign. So anyway, um, so pretty decent vocal work, yes, even with Chris Pine. Um, this is better than that film he did with Elizabeth Banks and Michelle Pfeiffer. So it's got that going for it. Uh, but not tremendous. Probably won't get a nomination for best animated feature, and that's okay. But it also it was one of those movies that it fit. At the time we watched it, it was the night before Thanksgiving, and you know, smarter two thirds and myself were in theater together at the same time, and it was just a leisurely ninety minutes, and it was fine. It was all right. Although one one production note, the uh, gentleman who did some of the drawings on this, Roger Deakins, famed cinematographer, did stuff for the Coen Brothers, and hopefully we'll get a nomination for his his cinematography in Skyfall. Mm. So Ooh. yeah, it's that guy. Skyfall. Skyfall was awesome. Sky, yeah, Skyfall turns. If you haven't seen it yet? Go see it. Skyfall turns anybody into a twelve-year-old. Skyfall. See it. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's so cool. It's amazing. So anyway, it's 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 good, not tremendous, but it's worth checking out. Now that was a good movie. Now I the the other thing. Now did you did you see Red Dawn today? No, I saw it yesterday. Oh my before, gosh, you saw it on Thanksgiving. I saw it before Life of. You had a double feature on I Thanksgiving. Know. Wow. Our family lives really far away right now. Not so we long. didn't go anywhere. <laughs> so you guys just made it a duo. Yeah, we're like, let's just go do this. Okay, get we, it done. We, what did you, <laughs> let's get, this get movie, things done. Let's get this yeah. movie done. Now, which one That's did you watch? That's what it felt like. Which one did you watch first? Red Dawn. Oh, man. Ooh. Well, it was. it ended up being good because then I watched Life of Pi and I said, I leaned over to Dan. I'm like, this movie is better than Red Dawn in the first five minutes. <laughs> Because it, all it was showing was animals in the intro. I'm like, this movie's way better. Yeah, I, they do. I, I, I could imagine Emma looking, monkey, tiger. Look, the oh. monkey has cool hands. Yeah, those. I mean, she would, she would identify each. She did that in her younger days. She would identify each. Polar bears, monkeys, tiger. Elephant. Elephant, yeah. Guy I, riding an elephant. Hey, honey, I got it. I got it. So. <laughs> Uh, so, okay, this is a remake. I actually saw Red Dawn when it opened in theaters in 1984, and for trivia buffs, this was the first PG-13 movie ever released. Whoa. And in, in the version I saw, directed by the, the master of subtlety, John Melius, who also directed the original Conan the Barbarian, yeah, um, Russians invade the United States, and uh, a, a group of ragtag high schoolers actually played by probably 30-year-old Patrick Swayze at the time. What else? Leah Thompson was in that. Charlie Sheen. Whoa. Ron O'Neill. Powers Booth, I believe. But uh, they, they... Do, do they, I want to see the original? I. You don't have to. I'm not, I'm not saying you should. No I, one's making you. No, but it was It was in is Reagan... Is it better? Well, I love, the, I love <laughs> the headline in the star where it says, Remake is better, but it's still bad. Oh God! Um, if the remake is better, then I definitely no, don't want to go I, back I know, down that path. I know a lot of people that love this film, and it's you know it was released in Reagan's eighties, and it's rah rah America, shoot and blow up stuff. 
Yeah. Who want to shoot things and sell out and stuff? It does so, not go over in this one at all. No. So we have we have a, a new villain and new kids. Well, not I, the new kids. That's a different. I heard a rumor that originally the villain was China, and that they went in and actually digitally changed the uniforms to make it North Korea. Oh, because Kim Jong Il is a punchline. Well, he's dead now, but Kim Jong Un, yeah, it's yeah. They try really hard in the intro to build up some sort of thing against North Korea, like they're totally gonna come attack us and take over. And I spend the whole movie attempting to believe that, and really having a hard time with it. <laughs> so you don't think this movie's ever gonna happen? Well, in the first movie, did they not just attack like one town? No, they they invaded the country. I think. Okay. But, with the, but the focus is about this particular All right, because in this movie, they also established, like, North Korea is everywhere. The only places that are still open right now are Montana and Michigan and, oh, like, great. a few the other states. The capitals of the United States. And, like, states. Alabama with, with, I guess, the rednecks all had rifles when the paratroopers came down. So. They, they are the NRA. Yeah. And it's just, oh, it's so ridiculous. I mean, you mean to tell me that North Korea invades, like, the Pacific Northwest and not only, like, takes over the town, but then chases you out to your cabin in the middle of the woods because a couple of the kids maybe injured one of their guys, not even killed him. Not even killed him. And they pursued? Uh, I don't buy that for a second. No? <laughs> no! And all their little rah-rah America's beaches, I don't think they believe them. <laughs> that was America's beaches, meaning the sandy areas on the end. She was not quoting something else. But... Uh, it's Oh, man. It's so weak. Oh, the relationships are poor. Oh, what's really funny? Are there, are there girls fighting, fighting, and oh, shooting yeah. guns? Oh yeah, there's too? girls. They're like, and they're like, haha, we're the hot girls with AK-47. Is that is that what they say? They when actually they the mentioned that at one point. They're like, yeah, you don't want to mess with us. Haha, hair twirl. Um. <laughs> by the way, Gina did the finger gesture with the hair twirl that when good. that happened. That was great. Really um, yeah, that. and um, what's his face? Peta from Hunger Games. Uh, Josh Hutcherson. Yes. Yeah, he's I actually in this. said his Chris, last name correctly. Chris Helmsworth is in this. Josh Peck. Yeah. Yeah. What I really love about this is they establish that Josh Hutcherson is the tech geek at the beginning of the movie because he's standing there on the sidelines of a football game trying to record audio from the coach who's screaming for his podcast. A that podcast. means he's a nerd. So there's a podcast of a high school football game. Yeah, they just throw this in randomly so that later on in the movie it'll make sense that this kid is the smart one who can figure out how to build a bomb. I see. And if he were female, <laughs> she'd be wearing glasses. And yeah. Her, and have her hair up. Definitely. Yep. And work in the library. Mm-hmm. Library. Yep. No, we, we try to say it correctly. Oh, you try to say you try not to say it like a hands <laughs> yeah. girl. Okay. That's good. That's good. Okay, so oh, yeah. uh, lots Go Wolverines. Of- Yay! <laughs> uh, we don't quite believe her on that response, Kobe. You got but, another but one. That, whoa, why more? are some people like taken to a prison camp and other people get to walk around free? If you've got this like group of kids that's rising up against you, why not put everybody somewhere locked up so because that it's people garbage. are walking around? And the editor that let it come out is garbage. So get your facts straight. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. Horrible. <laughs> It's so terrible. Shut up! Oh, yeah. And if people are pursuing you, go hide in a cave. That makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) This is pretty much the worst video ever made. For a minute there, I thought you were going to go and match your 20-minute rant of Twilight on last week's program. Well, Twilight's different because I had five movies to get revved up for that. I see. Then you just had this. <laughs> this you one was just 90 minutes, and I was just waiting for it to be over. You never saw. Well, my next one will be better. <laughs> yeah, it, it might be. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying you have to watch the original. Uh, you can't. I can't stop you. I don't know. It, it's you also mean. an art film. No, it's it's <laughs> not an art. It's not an art film. In fact. In fa- it's dumb. There you go. <laughs> Why can't we just see them do cool stuff all the time? I'm in a movie. I have a limited amount of time. Be cool. Okay, now the mo- now the show's really turned into the morning zoo crew. <laughs> We're just gonna do sound clips. It's Woo. awful. I don't even know what else to say. It's just awful. Don't be bothered by it. This is not the highlight show. That's that's at the end of the end of December, I think. All right, we're gonna take a short break while Kobe finds more audio to play, and uh, we'll talk about what is new on DVD and Blu-ray, including a box set that will make 
Kobe and I turn into 12-year-old boys singing oh, yeah. about Skyfall. Oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah. God. Stick around. You're listening to Film Sociology, a film talk show here on WFYI HD to the Point and WFYI.org. Hey, hey, gonna play Blackula. <laughs> I find it's best to stay out of other people's affairs. You know who I can do without? I can do without the people in the video store. Which ones? All of them. What would you get for a six-year-old boy who chronically wets his bed? So do you have any new movies in? Do you have that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year? They never rent quality flicks. They always pick the most intellectually devoid movie on the racks. Ooh, Navy Seals! It's like in order to join, they have to have an IQ less than their shoe size. Just go, just go open the video store. Yeah, open the video store. Blockbuster Video. Wow, what a difference. Welcome back. <laughs> hey, we're back. <laughs> Welcome back to Film Sociology, a film talk show here on WFYI HD to the Point and WFYI.org. If you have a question or a comment, you can email me at msosi at wfyi.org. Also on Facebook, also on Twitter, at Matthew Sosi. Hanging out with Carl Malone as well as Gina and Dan Wagner. <laughs> what it, up? It, for, for anybody who's ever seen the, the cartoon Shaq and the Super Lakers, I guess you'll understand that. So, you know, all five of you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, okay, because uh, it's Thanksgiving week and kind of, kind of thin titles available on uh, DVD and Blu-ray. This week, uh, of course, we, with the shopping season, you'll probably be knocking people over to go buy your DVD and Blu-rays. Or you can always shop at... Hauntedflower.com. Now, you can't get DVDs there, but you could probably get shirts by people that have DVDs out there. Yes. So, Lots of movies and TV shows and stuff. Stuff. Big Bang Theory. Yes. Lots of soft kitty stuff. Doctor Who. And Doctor <laughs> Who. All versions. Yes. Okay. Well... Um, I'm gonna get through a couple of these. Oh, um, did any does anybody need the Expendables two on Blu-ray? Uh, no. no. No, you just go see that in the theater. You laugh about it and you go home. <laughs> what Gina said. There you go. Um, wow. We got another clip. That's, that's and it a that's never a... happens again. <laughs> it's it, the first one I enjoyed because of the novelty fact that you have, you know, guys in their 60s and over still uh, stomping tail. And it was it was over the top. But unlike their their the movies that they made in their prime, this time they know they're making silly stuff. And they do a little bit in this one, even though they bring in Jean-Claude Van Damme and uh, Chuck Norris. Oh, Chuck Norris comes in and they play the theme from The Good, The Bad and The Ugly because the guy who stars in that movie has a career. So you don't have time to go play with the old guys in the in the home. You know we have Chuck Norris shirts at hauntedflower.com, right? That's, that's great. And by the it's way, really important. His person, you know he, person he endorsed lost. Um, <laughs> you can go hang out with Meatloaf. Yep. But uh, that's a party. Chuck Norris and Meatloaf. Meatloaf. Boy, they know how to book the acts, don't they? I would invite them to my party. That would be entertaining. Really? It would be funny. Well, but I mean, it's I don't not, think I don't that's think... one thing. You wouldn't do that ever. You wouldn't invite him to every party you had. You didn't no, invite him just once one. to say, oh, man, hey. So, like, the next time you have a party, be like, oh, man, remember that time Meatloaf and Chuck Norris came by? 
That was hilarious. This sounds yeah. this sounds like the and then party they arm that, wrestled. This sounds like the party <laughs> in Ted, except it's the dude from Flash Gordon. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Jean Claude is in this, and yeah, Willis and Schwarzenegger show up because Schwarzenegger's got m- not much to do. When he's hey guys, I'm bored. When he's promoting his book and needs to and needs to you know keep financially raise his uh, illegitimate son. Um, oh, you went there. He so did he. <laughs> so hey hey. But uh, the the problem is the film is starting to take itself a little serious at times. I think it's, it's taking itself, there, there's moments on it where it seems like, okay, everybody has to have a catchphrase and everybody has to have like one ridiculous scene. And I mean, it's one thing to wink at the camera. It's one thing to make the film stop to a long turnover and do a slow motion wink at the camera, do a slow turn back <laughs> and continue the action. It feels like that, you know. And kudos to Jet Li; he got out of this early. But don't be, don't, <laughs> don't be, don't be surprised if there's a third one, you know, because Burt Reynolds and Steven Seagal are available. Don't be surprised. Do the catchphrases uh, return? Oh yeah. So they're repeated. Yeah, they're repeated. Okay. So it's not like and oh, there's Chuck Norris's zinger, and then there's Schwarzenegger's, right. and then there's yeah, and there's there's still. I want to know where uh, you know a mercenary like Sly Stallone gets his eyebrows done, which is curious. So, um, I'm 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 worried that it's going to wear out its welcome, and it's starting to a little bit with the second one. So there's, there's I feel that, that way about the Hangover. I don't want a third one of those. Yeah, that that should just go away. No. That's done. Mm-hmm. It's it's done. Yep. So all right, uh, a couple things oh, for you uh, for you fans of PBS because that's where we are. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Big Bird says thank you. Um, I the... saw his footprints outside. Yeah, I know. He's he's free. Um, the Dust Bowl is out now. The uh, Ken Burns documentary about said bowl. So you can go check that out. Y'all like it. There's that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also on Criterion, and, and we we talked about this on the show the other week. Um, y'all love it. So uh, y'all, you know, good three good two hour films that are three hours or longer. And Michael Cimino's Heaven's Gate. Which is the film, of course, known for crippling MGM and United Artists. I mean, United Artists Studios. And back now, granted, you said you know the seventies were a different time, Mr. Slagle. Yes. Which is his way of saying film was slow, and that's the decade. And you know, Fair Sweet Bianca has issues about the decade as well. <laughs> However, this was also a time when the directors. I'm, I'm going to be an old person now and lecture you. Um, this is everybody that, settle in. Settle in. <laughs> <laughs> un, 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 loose, I loosened up the belt from the turkey and I uh, just cracked open a new one. So here's here's, but this was when the directors got to run the studios like Scorsese, Coppola, Cimino, Brian De Palma, and of course eventually the big titles and the big budget film didn't do well and they lost their power and then the studios were taken over by corporations to which they are still ruling today. Um. And in the fact with Chimino, who had won an Oscar for um, The Deer Hunter in 1978, uh, this was his next project, an ambitious film about fights between cattle rustling, between cattle, cattle barons and immigrants in the Southwest. And Chris Christopherson, John Voight, Mickey Rourke, Christopher Walken, uh, Jeff Bridges, Brad Dourif. I mean, it looks gorgeous. It is, it is a beautifully filmed motion picture. Um but it's it's too damn long. It's just it, and you can see every dollar of it on the screen. But it just needs a lot of tightening up. And uh, I think if they had shaved even thirty minutes off of it, it would be, it would be considered. Uh, I think one of the finer films. And and film scholars and film nerds are starting to turn around on this film in the last decade or so. You know, for a long time, it's been a punchline. It's been like an Ishtar. Uh, you know, it's almost, you know, John Carter, I guess, is a current uh, punchline of that, even though that didn't, it, it got a fire, it got a guy fired, but it didn't cripple Disney. So it's, it's a good film. It's not the worst film ever made. And it just happens to be a film that, you know, almost bankrupt the studio. So there is that. And also, finally, oh, there's a couple other things. Death Trap. If you've ever seen that, that's the murder comedy with Michael Caine, Christopher Reeve, and Diane Cannon. Mm-hmm. It's 30 years old, and there's a big plot twist, which I'm not going to tell you, even though it's 30 years old, and you should know by now. Uh, the musical <laughs> Gypsy, which I'm surprised Fair Sweet Bianca has not made you watch, Mr. Slagle. 
Speaking of musicals, can you check the Palladium and see, yes. see what's playing there this weekend? Uh, Portrait of a Lady, the Jan, Jane Campion uh, class fighting film with uh, Nicole Kidman, Barbara Hershey, and John Malkovich. And another thing I'm surprised uh, Fair Sweet Bianca has not made you watch, That's Entertainment, parts one through three, which is basically a highlight reel. They did three highlight movies back in the 70s and early 80s. Basically, they took some of the Warner Brothers and MGM uh musicals the greatest hits you know singing in the you know highlights from singing in the rain and other films and they just kind of splice them together it's like a greatest hits album only in movie form oh <laughs> mgm united or mgm and uh, warner brother musical is not high up on the priority list hey eh, gina nope nope so, <laughs> slightly higher than the original red dawn yes Okay, so there, <laughs> there is that. So we've got uh, nothing this week because it's the holiday weekend. Yep. But uh, next Friday, seven thirty, the Music Man. Ooh, seventy six trombones. Love the Music Man. So there is that. Check that out. And oh boy, oh so boy, better have to go and look for this one. It's out on Blu-ray. Tarantino XX, meaning twenty. So in one box set, Reservoir Dogs, oh, True Romance, oh, Pulp Fiction, oh, Jackie Brown, oh, Kill Bills Volume 1 and 2, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Death Proof, he hasn't seen, no, haven't seen and it. Inglorious Bastards. Yes. And Woo-hoo. there's also an extra disc which has a, a documentary, some of the highlights they talk about in The Onion uh, in their listing. There's three commentaries in True Romance, which you own, you still need to watch. Yeah, still need to see that. Yeah, you still need, even though he, he wrote it but didn't direct it, that's Tony Scott. Um, there's a song from Death Proof. Uh, Critics Corner about uh, talking about Tarantino and a documentary called 20 Years. It has been 20 years, ladies and gentlemen, since uh, Reservoir Dogs uh, lashed onto screens. I was in college when uh, when Reservoir Dogs came out. so I was five. Shut up. <laughs> Don't want to know. <laughs> um, but yeah. Quite a, quite a foundation for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Guy that we're still talking about. Very Like uh, 98% of college men. Stoked. I am stoked about Django Unchained opening yep. next month. So it should be a lot of fun. So I guess uh, I'm going to go across the room. Kobe, your favorite Tarantino film. Though I've not seen them all and cannot speak definitively because of that fact. That, that's fine. Uh, I'm talking best of one you've seen. that I've seen, Jackie Brown. No yeah. question. Very good. And that's not in an ironic hipster way either. No. No. Nope. Uh, really good source. That is the novel Rum Punch written by Elmore Leonard. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, former film sociology guest, Elmore Leonard. Hi, this is Elmore Leonard. I'm, I'm listening to film sociology, and, and uh, it, it's a real program. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> that might be my favorite. Uh, that we have Robert Irvine imitating his wife, not really imitating his wife. This is TNA knockout Gail Kim, and you're listening to Film Sociology. <laughs> we have we have uh, Tommy Wiseau in his own universe. Hey, everyone. This is Tommy Wiseau, and you're listening now to Film Sociology at the WF. Why I Indianapolis? Uh, we have females that uh, that love talking to me, but makes Kobe nauseous whenever they uh, do the show ID. Hi, this is Padma Lakshmi, and you're listening to Film Sociology on WFYI FM Radio. But I, I think Elmore Leonard's might be my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> it's, pretty good. it's the most, you know, what? it's the most personable. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So uh, anyway, uh, source good source material. Best performance from Pam Greer. I mean, it was just, you know, he's, Tarantino's known for reviving a career, whether it's John Travolta or Robert Forrester. Um, and in this case, it was Pam Greer, who is amazing in it. And uh, some of the non-linear storytelling that he does in Reservoir Dog, and he does it in a much larger scale in Pulp Fiction. And uh, uh, he does that with one scene in Jackie Brown. Um so anyway, that's really well done. Really love Robert Forrester in it. Bridget Fonda's fun. I mean, it's just it is, it is. I think it's his most mature work. And I know mm-hmm. some people kind of call shenanigans on his earlier work and some of the excess of of those films, as well as something like Inglorious Bastards or Death Proof. But I like 
I I like Inglorious Bastards a lot. Uh, Pulp also, Fiction, wrong think, advertising for Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. They they passed that off like it was Brad Pitt's Dirty Dozen, which it's not entirely. Yeah. Uh, I think Pulp Fiction is probably the default. Oh, Pulp Fiction is my favorite. Because you had a framed poster of that in college. Yes. We all did. Because um, we were not rappers or athletes, so we couldn't have a framed poster of Scarface. Yeah. <laughs> but, I don't know, I think... It's quite good. For, Pulp, for me, Pulp Fiction is all about uh, Jules Winfield and Vincent Vega. That's all? Yep. Okay. There's that. Yes. Gina? Well, you, you, yes, I, I'd, I'd like to hear Tarantino from, a, from because you're a woman from 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 a female perspective. Well, I really do love Jackie Brown. Um, I really enjoy Reservoir Dogs a lot. I enjoy a lot of the films, but I always end up going back to Kill Bill because mm. it was a girl kicking butt. Big time. Yeah. In two films. Yeah. I've actually got samurai swords at my house. Because of that? No, because they're cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, that's good. Non-related. You know, home protection and all that. It's my security system. <laughs> yeah, just call it an operator. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is there that... somebody in your house? <laughs> Shing. Yeah. I got it. But I just, I love the storytelling. I love the characters. Um, I love the way it was filmed. And I loved the soundtracks, too. Yeah. I actually had those in my iPod for a while. And, of course, uh, music from Kill Bill was uh, an intro to this show in its early uh, early stages. Mm. So there's oh. that. And... Yeah, um, we actually, we used one of the songs at our wedding. Really? Yeah, the What'd one where um, Lucy Liu comes in with her posse. And yes. They're like walking down the hallway. Yeah. That really dramatic music. That's yes, that's, where, that's what we used. That's what our wedding party was introduced to at our reception. Excellent. It's almost like an NBA team. We were really cool. <laughs> I bet. Did you, have, were you, did you have a sword on your side just in case? No, I was trying to play it a little bit more classy than that at the reception. Dan, what was your favorite Tarantino same one. Same one. That's why we're married. <laughs> yeah, because you don't want a Tarantino debate to bust up a marriage, so that's not good. Not no. good at all. Got to get along. We all do. So, all right. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah, I, I know we don't have time for trouble, man. We'll save that for next week. That's all right. Um, so that is out. Yeah, so the, it's now time to start getting stuff for your friends and getting stuff for buying yourself. Buying stuff for other people. And buying stuff for other not people. Not for you. That's or right. for yourself and then wrap it up and try to forget about it. And <laughs> Not that anyone ever does that. Well, Charlton has my mom. until he was... <laughs> Your mom does that? Well, I heard that she was really crabby yesterday because she was trying to buy herself a sewing machine online. That was going to be her Christmas present. She tried to buy... And she had difficulties. It's the internet and my mom. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Is her VCR still blink noon? Probably. <laughs> I see. Well, uh, of course, the voice you're hearing is a guest and regular contributor to, and you will still be a regular contributor to Film Sociology. We'll have to figure this out. But, uh, but Gina Wagner of HauntedFlower.com, and you guys are becoming Michiganders once again next yep. week. So, Going back uh, to the homeland. <laughs> yeah. I love you make it sound like Mecca. <laughs> well, apparently Michigan was free of North Koreans. Go Wolverines. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I think we can defend our peninsula we're going to be living on. No, Ted Nugent will defend your peninsula. <laughs> well, also, I've got my samurai swords. Oh, way, I'm his, ready. His candidate, lost. <laughs> um, so so how are things going over at, uh, at Haunted Flowers? How's the, did you you know, you know check the receipts? Or, well, today's you have tick, a very you, exciting day. We're going to be refreshing the order screen every five minutes okay, or so. Like, or ticker tape is shooting out of your... Uh, oh, yeah. Dan's been showing me graphs all day. He's like, look, it shoots up right here. <laughs> so what is what is new and exciting and available besides the soft kitty stuff? Well, um, Call of Duty Black Ops 2 is kind of a big deal. Um, I've heard of that. Definitely Doctor Who. Adventure Time. Have you heard of Adventure Time? Yes, because em Emma enjoys watching that, and my wife refers to one of the characters as Pillowcase Head. <laughs> <laughs> that seems somewhat accurate. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I don't know what his name is either. I know his, my wife calls him Pillowcase Head, so... Right. Uh, we've got lots of fun classic stuff, too. We've got uh, Looney Tunes. Um, there's some oh, Sesame Street. No I just way. put up a Bert and Ernie uh, hats today. Um, lots of cool new stuff. Lots of hats right now. Lots of fun hats now for winter. Now, are they like yours? Is hats with gloves? Yeah, some thing. of them have like little ears or something, or some of them have little tassels that hang down. Um, there's a Sonic one. The tassels hang down, and they have the gold rings attached at the bottom. Awesome. Yeah, which is totally cool. Lots of costume hoodies for like Batman, Superman, Flash. That's wow. cool. 
Okay. Very Good old Wonder Woman. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, my Kobe. Wonder Woman hoodie has like a little crown across the top. Go, go. It's what? cool. We, we're doing a show right now. I know. Okay. I mean, we're also shopping. Are you are you looking are you looking for something for fair sweet Bianca? Is there a Patriots one? <laughs> By the way, speaking speaking of uh you know both not debating over Quentin Tarantino, yeah. Um Colts fan, Patriots fan, boy, how will they ever get along? Whoa. Kinda like, I don't know, hanging out with Colts fan and Lions fan. All right, right Central about... Division Pacers and the Pistons. Oh, There's no bigger rivalry in basketball. Yeah, there than is. Than Detroit, Indiana. No, this this has not been said in at least <laughs> six years. So. <laughs> Um, hey, there's there's actually a little now. Now Kobe is not the only one that does uh, little audio tidbits, little audio nuggets of joy. Um, I I've created a little something. Speaking of which, and I, I'll have to expand on this as time goes on. But I've labeled it WMCI, which of course stands for What Makes Kobe Ill. Oh, check this out. Is this going to be a new? Is, is this maybe gonna be a regular? This, thing this now? might be. This'll this might be. be but this is this is an early. G- can't wait. I would love to this, hear this. this <laughs> This is an early Christmas gift, holiday gift, whatever, December gift that uh, that, that I am going to give to my beloved producer slash engineer. Ladies and gentlemen, what makes Kobe ill? Hi, Matthew. Hi, Padma. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Gail, how are you? Good. I'm glad. I'm I'm glad. I'm great. <laughs> you, yes, you're glad, you're glad and great. You're glad and great. Congratulations. Thank you. God. Three. Ah. Man. So uh, let's see. There's uh, me schmoozing with Padma, me schmoozing with Gail, uh, Elvis Costello, and your your friend, your buddy Matt, saying the number three. Those are things that make mm. Kobe Slagle violently ill. He looks a little green. He looks a lot green. He looks like it's Dennis so, Green. Just, <laughs> he's so upset right the now. Elvis Costello thing. I mean, that's not. It's just not fair. <laughs> it is just not fair. She is. She's on a completely different level than him. Like Lynn and me. <laughs> and oh, uh, Padma and Salman Rushdie. They're not a couple anymore. But uh, yeah. By the way, new Diana Krall album really good yes it is not just and not just because it's album cover of the year i, I still remember dan when i when i when i when i entire when i called tomorrow drew poster of the year now now they're going to now they're good i want to see what the album cover looks like and as soon as you do yeah oh of course matt would like that so there is that all right cobe what i think it's time to play your intro oh yeah, yeah. don't you and now it's time for what is Kobe watching? What is Kobe watching? I don't know what I what I've seen since we last spoke. <laughs> what did I it's, see? Wait, it's your segment, and you don't know what you've watched. Did what you watch I... Lincoln? No, but Bianca saw that today. She did. Yes. Did she declare it the stuff? Yes. That was that was good. Um, amazing. I said was I asked was it as amazing as everybody says? Yes. Was it more amazing than Twilight? Um, I don't know. Because that's the barometer, you know. <laughs> now, now, to be, hey, does she? Did she hear uh, Gina's no. rant no, she didn't. over the move? No, not yet. She can listen online at wfyi.org. As far as I know, I haven't been unfriended yet. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what gets you unfriended: political view, di- political differences, and opposition of Twilight. Twilight if you're on the wrong team, uh, <laughs> but you're on no team. You're yeah. on grown-up movie team. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. I don't think Lincoln had any cute guys in it. No. No, well, no see. shirtless werewolf types or shirtless no, that's, vampire they're, 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 types. That's that's Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. That's a different movie. I know. I so, felt like Lincoln could have been called the Thirteenth Amendment. Uh, that's like the whole movie. Yes, but it's not a biopic. It's just about. I know, yeah, but just just call it the Thirteenth Amendment. I kind of want to you know see what? a pick that's all Lincoln. The problem is that there's there's a film that was made a while back called The Thirteenth Warrior. Uh-huh. With Antonio Banderas. So you and, think it'd be confusing? Uh, wh- <laughs> no, no. I will. T- you, you laugh at that. 
But this was one with Antonio Banderas, and it's set in the 13th century, and it, it failed miserably. Because Antonio Banderas wasn't—he wasn't trying to emancipate the slaves. Okay, all right, or... smart, smart, Carol. <laughs> I'll tell you, this. There, that's the same reason. What I just told you is the same reason why John Carter was not called John Carter on Mars. Because they screwed it up. Yeah, because they did. Because Disney put out a movie called Mars Needs Moms, and nobody saw it. And the studio assumed movies Mars that are, are is bad. Mars is bad, <laughs> so we're gonna take it. out the Mars portion and just call it John Carter. And everyone said, "Who?" Exactly. But at and least like, if well, you, he can jump really high. Do did, you want to see him do that the did, whole movie? Did anybody <laughs> know it was it was a science fiction action film before seeing it? Did you? Uh, no, I had no idea what was going on in it. <laughs> It looked really confusing in the trailer. Yes, but you. Enjoyed, All I knew is he could jump. You enjoyed the jumping though. Jump, 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 jump. That's the whole movie. Not House of Pain. No. Oh, jump, jump, and Alien Dog. That's what it's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the new film from Disney, Jump, Jump, and Alien, Alien Dog. Dog. And I'd suddenly actually, it makes billions of dollars. That would actually be cool. In select theaters and IMAX 3D. Yeah, like, I don't think I've seen anything since last week. Oh, because we didn't go to the movies and 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 get caramel popcorn. Caramel off, pop off menu popcorn. Off it's menu. It's not on the menu. Wait, wait, wait. So you so have you, to know somebody. No, kind no. You, you just, just slip them something. Somebody, somebody. <laughs> well, that sounded wrong. They all know. Everybody at the everybody working concessions knows that they have caramel popcorn, but you will not see it on the menu. Why? I don't know. It's conspiracy. We don't talk about it. It's like Fight Club. Yeah, the you first rule of caramel popcorn is you, you don't, don't talk, talk about, about caramel, caramel popcorn. popcorn. You don't order caramel pop. What do you, you have? You like a little signal, or you like in the sting, or you have to go. You're like it's sticky. Are you really? <laughs> For the record, Baseball because signals. I would say that are the Three Stooges. <laughs> By the way, yeah, Kobe just told somebody. He just told us to steal third. <laughs> the hell is that? And some caramel popcorn. We didn't even watch Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. <gasps> okay, first off, you d if you have it or you can you can you can stream it online. We've got mm -hmm. we have Charlie Brown. Okay, so what are you, what are you griping about? I'm you saying, hate, I don't you we, hate we the holidays. Seen, I seen oh, the war on the war on Christmas is dead. Well, one thing I figured out is Peppermint Patty didn't know what she was talking about because I had popcorn for Thanksgiving yesterday and it was wonderful. It was phenomenal. Yeah. So but, I didn't have any but, turkey. I had popcorn, and I had a great Thanksgiving. What, what was your Thanksgiving dinner? <laughs> Rotisserie chicken and oh, steamed right. vegetables and pudding. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't eat your meat, you can't have any pudding. That's true. If you don't eat your meat. So, wow. Now, did you, you, uh, you had your popcorn ritual. Yep. Lots of oh. flavors. Oh, and I went all out with the pudding. I found peppermint marshmallows. I sprinkled it with peppermint marshmallows. But it was intense. So, uh, Kobe. Yeah. Just a reminder, mm -hmm. uh, peppermint, not a seasonal flavor. Fudge is, apparently. Not where I'm moving to. See, that's the thing. Uh, <laughs> see, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You can get fudge in Michigan 24-7, 365, 366 it's be dangerous, on leap years. But pumpkin fudge will probably be seasonal. Yeah. But maybe not bacon fudge. Have I, have I had fudge yet this year? <laughs> No, and you know why? Because it's not been the season. Because I've not brought it in and made you eat it. I do. Not I give him the. the I give him you the straight, force feed it to him. Yeah, I give him the straight jacket and the eye clamps. I no. No, but I. I we had this argument about uh, whether fudge is a seasonal thing or not, and then I brought some in in February or March, and of course you ate it. Hell yeah, because it's fudge. <laughs> you don't turn that down. You don't know when it's coming back. So I, I love that he, <laughs> exactly because it's seasonal. But, but, but it only shows up here a couple times a year, apparently. But I, but no, but I have to bring it in just out of spite. You know what? I should have gave you three pieces. You know, is that going to be the next edition of WMCI? <laughs> fudge. <laughs> just me going, fudge. I'm here, I'm here in, in, in Grand Rapids, Michigan in a fudgery, and we have <laughs> fudge as far as the eye can see. And a fudgery? A fudgery. Is that what they're called? I don't know. Probably. You know quite a bit about fudge. I think you have it all year round. You just don't want to admit it. Yeah, I don't want to. I'm the kind of guy that won't admit that he has fudgy around. It sounds like a room in the Willy Wonka factory. The, the fudgery. fudgery. The fudgery. The fudgery. It's where that kid is that they need to get out of the tube. There are several. There are <laughs> many, many different comebacks, but we're just not doing that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think we have some words to live by. Charlotte Green is people. Zadas.
has spoken. Gina, this is this is this is not goodbye. It's just we'll we'll call her. We'll it's talk Skype you later. Skype you later. <laughs> really? I don't yeah, I don't think do am I allowed that. to say that? I don't know. I'm old. I don't know if I can say that. But Maybe we'll you can to- learn technologies. It's a verb like Google. Yeah, Dan you says. Skype people. Uh, yeah, I, I've Skyped. I'm but just making sure you know what it means. I do. <laughs> Fudge. All right. <laughs> we can do that. So have a great weekend. Go see a good movie. You deserve it. Hauntedflower.com and shop. Shop and you don't knock over people. And Kobe's dancing like he's in the Peanuts special. So. Do, 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 do. But uh, but we'll be in touch. You will. We will call you and we'll have to do the first. Uh, you know, cross state lines, Gina chat. Woo. So take care. Have fun. Have fun. Happy trails. Give my best to my home state. Go see a good movie. You deserve it. You're listening to film sociology, a film talk show here on WFYI HD to the point and WFYI.org. Go lions. We go. Go pistons. Win something for God's sake. Good night for Myers.